Man, you know what it is. We are back with you. In the immortal words of Steve Harvey, we got a good one for you today. And we do. We got a good one for you. So buckle in. Buckle up. Stop what you're doing and listen up. This is True Story, bro. Let's get it, dude. One, two, three, four. Welcome to episode number two of True Story Bro. As always, I am Blake here with my co-host Brandon. What's going on, Brandon? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, guys? So, two things. Uh, after our first episode, we got some really good feedback, so I want to uh, say thanks to everybody who gave us feedback. That was definitely huge. We'll try to incorporate <laughs> some of the things that you recommended uh unless you just gave us too much in which case hey dial it back okay get your own show um you know we don't we don't need all of this okay you're not our dad we don't need your approval uh second <laughs> off spencer my cousin spencer you know spencer he was not happy that we kind of took a dump on ben Askren. so i just want to say that we're sorry and yeah. And at the same time, I, like, like I, I'm not I'm not at all sorry. <laughs> I mean I think we should both say something nice about Ben Askren. I think he has a really nice white guy afro. And what what about you? Um he's representing the dad bod well. There we go. There we go. And if he has a dad bod, I've got that grandpa bod. So that's really I mean, another another thing about him, take it or leave it with what you want, but he he's got the most unsymmetrical face I've ever seen in my entire life. Hey, he looks great while he sleeps. Uh, Jorge Masvidal showed us that. So, yeah, I can't hold that against him. Um, but yeah, so we've got a really good episode I think lined up. Um, one thing that I wanted to start off with, and I I didn't really run this by. Who heard of Hitchbot? I have not. Okay. So Hitchbot, like hitchhiking, these guys created this robot. And the goal was to have this robot hitchhike across Canada. And they succeeded. So they also took this thing to Germany and succeeded there. And I think Sweden, and they succeeded there. And they're like, hey, you know what? We've done these three. We got to go to the next one they bring it to the united states the goal is to have it hitchhike from boston to california and he got beaten to death in philadelphia bro <laughs> and that still goes to show you the streets is still hot out here dude <laughs> bro the streets is still hot you know some homeless guy took that robot's parts and speaking of homeless guys bro I saw a homeless guy in an alley the other day giving himself his own COVID shot right in the arm, bro. So I just want to give that guy a shout out. Um, 
you know, best of luck. Hope he finds a home, bro. Prayers are with him. God bless, really. But really what I want to talk about yeah, At least today, you ain't going to worry about COVID, man. You know what? He doesn't. And I've never seen someone get a shot right there in the pit of their arm with the COVID shot. But, bro, that's how he was doing it. Good for him, really. And that, also, I mean, also, so as some of you guys might know, I mean, some of you guys know me, some of my friends know me and stuff like that. And, uh, of course, Blake does. Uh, they always give me a bunch of shit about it that I'm, uh, you know, really, really kind of a, a lord when it comes to dad jokes. You know, they all think they're pretty bad. So I'm going to open up with one. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's I actually got a poem for you, Blake. This is just just for you, buddy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I dig, you dig, we dig, he digs, <laughs> she digs, and they dig. It's not a beautiful poem, but it's very deep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so. Let's talk about, speaking of dads, let's talk about a responsible dad. Okay. A very, very responsible dad, and I mean that as sarcastically as possible. Nicholas II, not a responsible dad. Uh, Because he let that guy, or he let Rasputin, who is that guy, around his son. And that's who I want to talk about today, Cole. You down to talk about Rasputin? Yeah, dude, let's talk about Rasputin. So I know I I let you in on the fact that that's what I wanted to talk about, and I know you did some research on it. But honestly, did you know who he was like prior to me bringing him up? I mean, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I I know that, uh, you know, he's definitely... Uh, you know, no longer with us. He's very, very, very back in the day. Um, you know, the some people would call him a healer, you know, uh-huh. and uh, that he did a lot of great things and, and claimed to heal a lot of people from <clears throat> a lot of uh, illnesses that they did not ever deem curable back then. And uh, there was also a lot of people that just called him a serial rapist, that uh, people decided that uh, you know, he used this quote unquote healing power to, uh, yeah, rape people. So, yeah, I mean, solid dude. I wish I could have got to know him. You know, I'm sure he's a great guy, you know, deep down. But, you know, yeah. You you just kind of make it your thing to want to get to know rapists? Or... <laughs> I, I meant the healer aspect, okay? I'm a glass yeah. half full type of guy. Yeah, you're a glass half jail kind of guy, sounds like. But so, yeah, I, I want to talk about Rasputin. Uh, you touched on some good things. Okay. Um, I came across a story that... I didn't realize rape was good, but okay. All right. <laughs> so I came across a story that was so good that I was like, I can't not talk about this now that we have a platform to have this kind of open conversation. And it was it was too absurd to pass up. And I will get to that. But I did a little bit of research, and I found out that the guy's life was kind of this roller coaster. And so I think I'll start, for, start from the top. He was born in the 1860s 
in Siberia, which I believe is, is it Western Russia or Eastern Russia? Do you know? Mm, Not off the top of my head. Okay, so one side of Russia is Siberia. The other side is where you would have like St. Petersburg, Moscow, and they're separated by the Ural Mountains. I actually think Siberia is to the west. And so you have the uh, Ural Mountains that separate them. Siberia is kind of this cold place, right? So he's born as a peasant in this really cold place. So he's already got this bad hand kind of dealt to him. And from a young age, he becomes infatuated with these monks from the uh, Russian Orthodox Church who would take these pilgrimages. Is that that doesn't sound right? Pilgrimages? Is that the word? It is now only here on True Story Bro. He, they would take these <laughs> trips. I'm just going to use another word. They would go. take these trips um, to different cities. And that was something that I guess really stood out to him. So he joined the Russian Orthodox Church and he became this kind of self-declared monk or holy man. And he really impressed people on these different journeys he would take. He was this very charismatic guy. Uh, and mm-hmm. as you alluded to, he kind of had this way for healing. Um, there was there were a couple stories where I heard that he could, like had some powers with horses or something. I don't I don't really know a lot about that, but right. in his travels, he became so well renowned that he kind of he attained this cult following. Uh, and there are people who are saying that he was like a cult leader, but he was also this kind of legendary figure, right? So the peasantry they really viewed him as one of them um so a lot of people really liked him a lot of people really didn't like him in fact one lady thought he was the antichrist and she stabbed him in the stomach but couldn't kill him because my homie rasputin was a hard man to kill okay so he in his travels he eventually is led to the court of nicholas ii who was the last monarch of Russia before the Bolsheviks took power. And a lot of people think that the reason why the monarchy in Russia didn't carry on any further than Nicholas II was because of Rasputin, because he was a young ruler who kind of let this dude in his ear who wasn't really who he thought he was. Um, But Nicholas II's son, Alexei, was a hemophiliac, meaning that he had this Mm -hmm. bleeding issue. He was he would have these hemorrhaging uh, issues. Right. And his wife had asked Rasputin what to do because they had heard that he was this healer. And he tells her to have the doctor stop treatment on their son. And the son gets better. And why is it that the son gets better? Do you know? I do not. Because the doctors were giving him aspirin. <laughs> they were giving someone who had a bleeding problem blood thinners. Not really known to make things better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> so they take him off of aspirin. I, I think that it was probably just more like a wild shot in the dark that ended up being right. Um, and for the Tsar and the Tsarina, who were the monarchs, it is 
kind of confirming that this guy is this man of God. And they actually, they say that there was like a journal entry from Nicholas II who said he had met this man of God. And so now they've led him into their inner circle and he's got the ear of the king. He's got influence and he uses this influence. Uh, he was well known for drinking a lot. He was well known for these like incredibly extravagant orgies that he had. So uh, that's one thing I want to kind of stop and talk about. I don't know. You, you said that he was kind of a magic man, but he was a magician in the streets, but also a magician in the sheets, if you know what I mean, Cole. This, this dude is just wild, man. <laughs> Absolutely wild. One lady who was Russians, intimate. Man, I swear. Oh, bro, not just vodka. My man Zaraz Putin was out here throwing that thing around. You heard me. One of the women <laughs> who he was with said that he was so good that she passed out. Mm. She passed out, Cole. She lost consciousness. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's a word. But... Consciousness, my friend. That's what she lost because my man was the boss with that rod, okay? He had that body trunk, and he was giving it out. So there were some rumors going around that he was slinging that thing to Nicholas's wife. And the nobles of Russia wasn't going to have it, okay? So they get together and they conspire. They say, we going to kill this fella. So they invite him over to this dinner and they serve him pastries that were laced with poison. And he eats them and they're just waiting on this homie to drop over. And he's just like, yo, y'all got any more of them pastries? And they're like, okay, so we're going to have to do something else. So they give him a cup laced with poison with wine in it. He drinks it. He's like, yo, anybody got a napkin? Got a little bit on the side of my mouth. Still not dead. So they're like, okay, enough <laughs> with this kind of beating around the bush. They go up and, I'm telling you. Absolutely. They go up and shoot him point blank in the chest. He drops. They're like, okay, homie's dead. Now we've got to kind of buy ourselves this alibi. We've got to cover our butts. So they go to where he was living and they stage his living quarters to look like he had made it home so that no one would know that they were behind his death. And they get back to the palace where they had killed Rasputin and wouldn't you know it, he gone. So they're looking around and out of nowhere, Rasputin jumps out and punches one of them. The man is still alive. Hard to kill, my friend. So what do they do next? They subdue him, they shoot him in the head, and they throw him in a frozen river. And that's the end for my man Rasputin. This time, they really did get him. Now, this is where our story takes a turn. And I... Have you read anything about post-mortem Rasputin? No, I have not read anything about post-mortem Rasputin. Okay, do you have your phone on you? I do. Okay. I'm going to send you a picture that I've been waiting to send you for quite some time now. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. Let me know when you see it. It's 
good and on the way. Bro, what the fuck is that? <laughs> After my man's washes up, somebody lops my man's weenie off. Okay? And they put it in a pickle jar, and I don't know if it's like formaldehyde or what the deal is, but they have <laughs> they have preserved my man's willy. And this thing starts making its rounds, and eventually his daughter hears about it and hears that there have been these people having these fertility tri- like uh, rites of, like, uh, what would you call that even? They're uh, like a ritual. And she gets a hold of this thing, and she's like, you can't have this part of my dad, which is so strange. Like, who wants to step their dad's wiener in this glass? And it's not just his wiener, bro. It's a big old set of nuts attached to this thing. So she gets a hold of it. Sometime oh, in the man. 70s, she runs up on hard times. So she has, and that, no pun intended on the hard times. She has to sell it, and this guy buys it and puts it in a museum. And, dude, I told you about that woman who almost passed out, or who did pass out. I passed out when I saw it, because it's 12 inches long. I, I mean... It was just straight packing. Dude, Rasputin had that sweet. I mean, it looks it, it looks like somebody beheaded Mr. Snuffleupagus. I mean, okay. I mean, he definitely looks like that ant that that grandpa ant eater in there, brother. Okay, I'm gonna say this to our audience: you've got to see it. Okay, you have to see it. So I'm gonna recommend that you go into incognito mode and search for it, okay? You can just look up Ross Putin's penis. You'll find it. Do not look that up in your regular browser. You know, a brain aneurysm can happen at any time for almost any reason, and I would hate to be responsible for that being in your search history should you meet an untimely demise. So please look it up in incognito mode. So, like, but, like, like, I'm just going to have you go right now. You kind of cut out a little bit. So what what should they definitely look for in incognito mode? Ross Putin's penis. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what you're going to want to search. But I also wanted to tell you this. Apparently, there was a fake making its ways around Europe. But get this. And, and someone who was writing a biography about Ross Putin came into possession of it, had it tested, it was a sea cucumber. A a whole sea cucumber, bro. Can you believe this? That's insane. That is that is insane. So so do you think you think Rasputin had just like you know when he's slanging that thing, you know, like you think you think the women and everything had like a call? You know, kind of like a bat signal? What do you mean? I don't like. <laughs> so like he 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 obviously was a healer, right? And a rapist, right? So so do you think you know this chick that you know supposedly passed out or whatever? You know when she when she wants to get some more of that, you know that elephant, that trunk. You know, do you think you know there was no phones or anything? So do you think they just like 
just like made a like a really loud noise or or some sort of mating call. She just wobbles out of her hut. She's like, he's <laughs> running down in his trench coat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, I don't know. It could be, bro. Think about it. Think about it like this, though. So you know, you know, with hunting, right? How there's there's like duck calls, there's grunts for deer and elk bugles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So just think about how fucked up these fake mating calls are. Okay. So imagine your imagine your girl just DMing you like, "Hey, come fuck me," you know, and you pull up and get shot by a dude in a camo jacket. <laughs> you know, imagine you're you know you're a moose, right? You're chilling with your moose homies. You hear a woman moose moaning, saying, "Who's gonna come fuck me?" Right? You'd be like, "Shit, I guess that's me." Yeah, I mean that that actually happened to a guy I went to high school with. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I mean, you boys would be joke. like, "Ayo, ayo, that's that's a little bit sus." Like, women don't be doing that, and you're just like, "Nah, man, you're just jealous." <laughs> then on your way, you just get capped on your way to deliver that moose dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey man, don't make jokes. Uh, I mean, is the that guy who went to school with me who had that happen? If that guy's parents come across this, they're not gonna want to hear that. You know what I mean? What, the, the mating call or the story? <laughs> both, both of them. <laughs> both of them. Both of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of violence, did you see the sons and four guy? Dude, the Sons and Four Guy. For those of you who do not know, you should look up the Sons and Four Guy. So basically, in a nutshell, I'm not going to ruin everything and tell you who specifically these guys were fans of and everything. But basically, you got this Sons fan, right? He's got these two, you know, I'm going to make you guys look it up. But basically, you know, other teams fan right behind him. And they're just talking this mad shit on him. Like on the Sons and everything like that. And this dude's just not having it. So he's turning around, he's talking smack back. And then all of a sudden, like, this dude throws a punch on my, on my dude in the Suns jersey. And this dude, man, he just starts waylaying on this guy. Just like it's nothing. And then this other guy pushes him out of the way, joins, tries to join in on my son's dude. And this dude's screaming Suns for the entire time. Just... Just giving it to these two dudes, just beating the living crap out of them. Just punch after punch. And then he looks up at the other dude that he just almost knocked out. Basically saying, are you done? Are you done? And then just keeps punching this other dude that he's got in this guillotine. And it's just... <laughs> what are your thoughts on it, Blake? That, that shit was crazy. Them boys was starving, and my man's came prepped with a couple of knuckle sandwiches free Dude, 100%, of charge. 100%. Spe- hey, and he was feeding speaking, the needy. Speak- <laughs> uh, and hold on. Before we, before we go to something else, let me say this. I saw earlier something about the Sons and Four guy, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. So I just did a quick Google search on it. And Devin Booker, a player for the Suns, if you didn't know. Oh, that's right. He wants to find the guy. And he has found him. And they're going to give him a signed Devin Booker jersey and tickets to one of the uh, conference final games in Phoenix. That is insane. 
that guy should get lifetime tickets anyways. Like, number one, the guy had the low ground and beat the crap out of the dude and was swinging at his strength. Two dudes. I commend that guy. Well, That's what I do. That's what I think about it. I think it's commendable. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And a, and a last thing we'll touch on before we, before we wrap this up is, did you hear that today they dropped, who's on, like, they officially dropped the cover of Madden 2022? Yes, I did see it. What are your thoughts on having Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT, in my opinion? And Tom Brady, both on the Madden cover. Both players are the only ones that ever been on a Madden cover more than once. Sharing yeah, the cover of 2022. I don't love it. Um, you don't me, love it? No, I don't love it. Let me tell you why. My favorite Madden game of all time is Madden 10. And before this, I think it was the only cover to have two people on, right? Mm-hmm. Had Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald, and that was an outstanding game. And a lot of these newer games have been straight duty, and so I don't want them to ruin the two-person cover art in a duty game that they're going to put out. But also, you have a ton of elite players in the NFL. Like, why are we going back to it? And it's not anything against Patrick Mahomes. I really like Patrick Mahomes. Not a huge fan of Tom Brady, but I mean, it's hard not to recognize how good he is. I mean, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I think, you know, the best cover would have been like, if Tom Brady was going to be on it, it's got to be doing the one pose that he does the best. And that's mouth kissing his son. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I mean, I mean, think about it. Or, you know, holding a ball that's just slightly deflated. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. He's like the Joe Biden of football. <laughs> I just think they're they're should, like I shouldn't say that because <laughs> because Tom Brady's actually done some successful shit in his life, but we're not uh, going to go into politics right now. <laughs> uh, come on, come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I think there there are other options, really and truly. Um, man, I I don't know. I, give my man's Christian McCaffrey the the cover. You know what nah. I mean? Nah, because he was out pretty much all season. Trust me, my team, my fantasy football name was I pulled McCaffrey, and he was my first round overall pick. And dude got injured after game three. He was so, out for the season. I, I they, they're not going to give it. They're not going to give it to. They're not going to give Christian McCaffrey a Madden cover athlete. Like he's not a Madden cover athlete right now because he was hurt all year. It's like giving it to Saquon. You know. It just doesn't make sense at this point in time. Now, do I think that they should definitely be on a cover of a football game? 100%. Yeah, I do. Do I think it should be this year? No, not at all. I think they made a smart choice. I think it's crazy that within a three-year time span, Patrick Mahomes is on the cover twice. I think that's crazy. But, obviously, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. You know, definitely a Mahomes fan. So, I, I'm all for it. Man, I'm all against it. Give it to Christian McCaffrey. Big Peyton Hillis vibes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be here for that, but I'm not here for not here for the two timers unless they want to give it to Lamar next, next season. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's another conversation for another day. Well, anyways, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to episode two of True Story, bro. Um, again, my name is Brandon here with my co-host Blake. 
and uh we will definitely catch you guys early we're uh thinking about possibly our next episode kicking off our uh our true story stream um basically or just like a little segment a little uh um what's the word i'm thinking of here a uh A special, like we're we're gonna possibly have a special guest. And we're gonna go through some true um, party stories and stuff like that. Just uh, uh, some people that we know, and uh, you know, it should be a fun time. It should be a fun time. So definitely make sure you guys join in next week. As of right now, we're gonna be posting about one or two times a week. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback and all the love that you guys have shown so far, just on the first episode, and we hope to keep that going. Uh, make sure you're telling every single person you know about the soon to be number one podcast. In the nation. Certainly across all of Tennessee and Missouri, let me tell you that. Yes, sir. But uh, thanks again, guys. We will catch you in the next one. Peace out.